This is false and defamatory, the impact of defamation and weaponized social media. Trigger warning. This podcast discusses topics related to emotional abuse, gaslighting, verbal abuse, threatening language, cyberbullying, intimidation tactics, and thoughts of self-harm which may be triggering for some listeners. The content includes descriptions of manipulative behavior, psychological distress, body shaming, online harassment, and other forms of abusive behavior and emotional trauma. Please take care of yourself and consider your mental and emotional state before listening. If you need support or someone to talk to, please seek help from a trusted friend, family member, or mental health professional. Thank you for listening. We are in early November. The judge has ruled that the defendant does have to answer the 399 requests for admissions, and those are due. I am going to go through those because the defendant admitted most of the statements, but she did deny several. Also, by this time, the defendant has received five retraction letters, and her deposition has been scheduled three times. The first time on July the 16th of 2021. The second was on September the 7th of 2021. The third time was October the 19th of 2021. And when we got there on October 19th of 2021, the defendant's attorney had given us a pile of discovery to go through. At this point in the timeline, the defendant's deposition is scheduled for November the 16th. My deposition is scheduled for December the 2nd. In reviewing the RFAs, which is short for Request for Admission, the defendant denied the following RFAs. Request for Admission number 24. Admit or deny that on November 13th, 2020, you made the statement, did you skip the party where I said H already told the police that Crystal is a psychopath and that is on a recording on the social media platform Facebook? The defendant denied this RFA. During her sworn deposition, the attorney says, okay, what I've given you is what I believe to be a list of your answers to the request for admissions that you either denied the admission or you said you didn't have enough information to answer. So I'm going to go through it. On request number 24 at the top of page one, you denied that. Tell me every fact upon which you based your denial of request for admission 24. Defendant says, it says, did you skip the party? The attorney says, and you believe that to be false? Defendant says, correct. Attorney says, why is that? Defendant says, because I didn't skip a party. So clearly there was a typo in this one because the actual statement should have said, did you skip the part and not the party? So that's why that one was denied. RFA 41, admit or deny that on November 15th, 2020, you made the statement. Well, ask H because she said when she clicked on it, when she clicked on Crystal's actual troll name and when she actually clicked on her troll name, it actually took her to the account and she was able to see all these details about her profile. And so, um... I told her that I'm not a member on that site, so I don't know what you can do if you have an account, but I know if you don't have an account, you can't click on anything. On the social media platform, Facebook, defendant said deny. Well, because she said when she clicked on it, that she was able to click on Crystal's actual troll name. And uh, and she was when she clicked on her actual troll name, it took her to that troll name account. And she was able to see all kinds of details about her profile. And so and so. I told her that I'm not a member on that site, so I don't know what you can do if you have an account, but I know what you can do if you don't have an account and you can't click on anything. 
The attorney in the sworn deposition says, on request 41, tell me every fact upon which you base your denial of that. Defendant says, geez, say your question again. Attorney says, tell me every fact upon which you based your denial of request for admission 41. Defendant says, well, because the statement like repeats itself, so I didn't understand it. If you can clarify, the attorney says, what didn't you understand? Defendant says, well, if you want to read the sentence out loud, it doesn't make sense. The attorney says, what part of the sentence do you not understand? Defendant says, the entire sentence. This is her statement that she made. So the defendant did make this statement as seen in the video footage, but in her deposition claims the reason she denied it is because it was confusing. RFA 42, admit or deny that on November 15th, 2020, you made the statement, oh, and then the defendant uses a term that the commenters on Gomi and Reddit sometimes call her. Oh, what are you going to call me now? Gazella? No, that's almost my housekeeper name. Do not, do not. Also, we will think y'all are really stupid. Also, y'all already talked about chicken breast yesterday, sis. Come on. You have nothing else to do all weekend on the social media platform, Facebook. Defendant denied. Oh. Also, what are you going to call me now? Gazella? No, that's almost my housekeeper name. Do not, do not. Also, we will think you're really stupid. Y'all already talked about chicken breast yesterday, sis. Come on. You have nothing else to do all weekend? During the sworn deposition, the attorney says, all right, on request 42, tell me every fact upon which you base your denial. Defendant says, I don't call myself the slang name. So in this video, the defendant clearly does refer to herself as that name, but she says that she doesn't call herself that name, and so that's why she denied it. RFA 98, admit or deny that on December 26, 2020, you made the statement, people that H and Crystal kept me from on the social media platform Facebook. Defendant denied. During the sworn deposition, the attorney says, request for admission number 98, tell me every fact upon which you base your denial. Defendant says, oh, I think it was just a piece of a sentence. Where is the rest of it? Once again, this is the defendant's statement that we are asking her to just admit or deny that she made the statement. RFA 112. Admit or deny that on December 27th, 2020, you made the statement as victims of a psychopath. Maybe she forgets that she said that on my home security system before she deleted the videos on the social media platform, Facebook. Defendant denied. During the sworn deposition, the attorney says, tell me every fact upon which you base your denial of admission 112. Defendant says, oh, because, well, because I think at the time, I didn't know at the time I read it back, I didn't know what the clinical diagnosis for a psychopath was. And I feel like I should know that. I do now. The attorney says, okay, do you admit or deny 112, ma'am? The defendant says, the rest of the sentence isn't there. The attorney says, so that's another reason why you can't admit or deny that, correct? Defendant says, yes, but if you want to provide the whole sentence. So once again, these requests for admissions are just for the defendant to admit or deny whether or not she made the statement. It doesn't matter if she made a complete statement. It doesn't matter if she knew what the clinical diagnosis for a psychopath was. The question was, did you make the statement or not? But that is why she denied RFA 112. RFA 162, admit or deny that on January 14th, 2020, you made the statement. But now looking back, now that she is always posting your name on the blog saying, oh, isn't H suing her? Oh, didn't H call her couches NASCAR couches on the social media platform Instagram? Defendant denied. But now like looking back, especially since she's always like posting your name on the blog saying like, oh, is it H suing her? Oh, did he call her couches NASCAR couches? During the sworn deposition, the attorney says, okay, request for admission 62. Tell me every fact upon which you base your denial. Defendant says, do you mean number 162? Attorney says, yes. Defendant says, I might have denied it because I don't remember if it was H that said anything about NASCAR couches. I don't remember if she did or not, and I try to keep it concise. Once again, that was not the question. The question was, did you say the statement or not? But the defendant's reason for denying is because she wasn't sure if H said anything about her couches being NASCAR couches.
RFA 170, admit or deny that on February 2nd, 2020, you made the statement, I will not be this skinny forever as soon as some people get in trouble. Okay, send me a letter for that too on the social media platforms, Instagram and Facebook. And I will not be this skinny forever as soon as some people get in trouble. Go ahead, send me a letter for that too. During the sworn deposition, the attorney says, request for admission 170, tell me every fact upon which you base that denial. Defendant says, because I didn't want H to get in trouble for something she didn't say. Once again, not the question. RFA 255, admit or deny that on June 3rd, 2021, you made the statement. I can't imagine being those two little slur that I'm not comfortable saying and having two and their two little minions who copy everything I say. I can't imagine being them and then hiding behind their fake names on the social media platform Instagram. So I can't imagine being those two little mongrels and having to, the mongrels and their little two minions who copy everything I say. I can't imagine being them and then having to like hide under fake names. And During the sworn deposition, the attorney says, tell me the factual basis for your denial of admission 255. Defendant says, oh, I denied this because I thought this statement was implying that it was Crystal and H that I was talking about and I wasn't talking about H. Attorney says, only Crystal. Defendant says, only Crystal. In this statement, the defendant used the plural term for this slur, which does imply that there's more than one person that she is speaking about, but she claims here that she was only talking about me. She specifically says those two. So it doesn't really line up whenever she's saying that she was just talking about me because she uses the term in its plural form and also says those two. RFA 258. Admit or deny that on June 3rd, 2021, you made the statement, this is a little bit of my karma. If this is karma, you'd be in prison on the social media platform Instagram. Defendant denied. This is a little bit of my karma. <laughs> If this were karma, you'd be in prison. <laughs> During this sworn deposition, the attorney says, request for admission 258, tell me the factual basis for your denial. Defendant says, because the beginning of the sentence is not there. Once again, the question is, did you say this or did you not say this? And the defendant is saying that she denied this because the beginning of the sentence was not there. You can clearly see in the video that she did say it. And the fact that the beginning of the sentence isn't there in the RFA is irrelevant. Recall that we sent two requests for admission documents. And so what I have just read is all from the first request for admission document. And this set is from the supplemental request for admissions that we sent. So supplemental request for admission number 17, admit or deny that on July 7th, 2021, you made the statement. Just so you know, we know that was you that said that you idiot on the social media platform, Instagram and Facebook. Defendant says, I can neither admit nor deny because I cannot find supporting video to show whether I said this or not. Oh, just so we know, we know that was you that said that, you idiot. So clearly the defendant did say this. Supplemental request for admission number 18. Admit or deny that on July 7th, 2021, you made the statement. Thanks for filling us in, friend. We're getting a letter for sure on the social media platforms, Instagram and Facebook. Defendant says, I can neither admit nor deny because I cannot find supporting video to show whether I said this or not. Thanks for filling us in, friend. <laughs> We're getting a letter for this for sure. Supplemental request for admission number 19, admit or deny that on July 7th, 2021, you made the statement, so my internet friend can quit saying we didn't have an event on the social media platforms, Instagram and Facebook. Defendant says, I can neither admit nor deny because I cannot find supporting video to show whether I said this or not. My internet friend can quit saying we didn't have an event. <laughs>
Supplemental request for admission number 20. Admit or deny that on July 7th, 2021, you made the statement. It's good that it tells us, you know, because the Antichrist comes knocking and starts adding stuff to their cart all the time just to be that guy on the social media platforms, Instagram and Facebook. Defendant says, I can neither admit nor deny because I cannot find supporting video to show whether I said this or not. But it's good that it tells us because, you know, the Antichrist comes knocking and starts adding stuff to my to their cart all the time just to be that guy. Supplemental request for admission number 21. Admit or deny that on July 7th, 2021, you made the statement. Also, did you see on Instagram now that you can block an account in any account that they create? That is awesome. On the social media platforms, Instagram and Facebook. Defendant says, I can neither admit nor deny because I cannot find supporting video to show whether I said this or not. Also, did you see on Instagram now you can block account and any account that they create? That is awesome. Supplemental request for admission number 22. Admit or deny that on July 7th, 2021, you made the statement, say the city, not the place. You know we have stalkers. Getting a letter for that too on the social media platforms, Instagram and Facebook. Defendant says, I can neither admit nor deny because I cannot find supporting video to show whether I said this or not. Say the city, not the place. You know we got stalkers. Supplemental request for admission number 23. Admit or deny that on July 7th, 2021, you made the statement. I had to learn a new platform myself, figure out the strategies and kinks to find new customers to replace the ones who were mysteriously deleted on the social media platform Facebook. Defendant says, I can neither admit nor deny because I cannot find supporting video to show whether I said this or not. This was actually a libelous post, not a slanderous video. Supplemental RFA 24. Admit or deny that on July 7th, 2021, you made the statement. Thank you for sharing my videos and for being a part of my journey as I learned to rebuild my business after almost losing it to the wrong people on the social media platform, Facebook. Defendant says I can neither admit nor deny because I cannot find supporting video to show whether I said this or not. This statement actually came from the same libelous post as the previous post. Supplemental RFA number 25. Admit or deny that on July 8th, 2021, you made the statement. It's kind of weird to watch your whole life being discussed on the internet and knowing that people you trust the most are the people who discussed it on the social media platform Instagram. Defendant says, I can neither admit nor deny because I cannot find supporting video to show whether I said this or not. But it is kind of weird to watch your whole life be like discussed on the internet and knowing that the people that you trust the most are the people that discussed it. Supplemental request for admission number 26. Admit or deny that on July 8th, 2021, you made the statement. The people you trust the most are the ones leading you the wrong way on the social media platform, Instagram. Defendant says I can neither admit nor deny because I cannot find supporting video to show whether I said this or not. People that you trust so much were the ones that were like leading you the wrong way. Supplemental request for admission number 27. Admit or deny that on July 8th, 2021, you made the statement. This is not these people's first rodeo. I'm not candidate number one on the social media platform, Instagram. Defendant says, I can neither admit nor deny because I cannot find supporting video to show whether I said this or not. This is not these people's first rodeo either. Like I am not candidate number one. Supplemental request for admission number 28. Admit or deny that on July 8th, 2021, you made the statement. There's just not a lot of people that get stalked by someone on the internet and then go and hire them to work for them. Doesn't typically happen, I guess, but defendant did it on the social media platform, Instagram. Defendant says, I can neither admit nor deny because I cannot find supporting video to show whether I said this or not. I mean, there's just not a lot of people who, you know, get stalked by someone on the internet and then they go hire them to work for them. <laughs> it just doesn't typically happen, I guess, but I did it.
Supplemental request for admission number 29. Admit or deny that on July 8th, 2021, you made the statement. For so many years, they would write stuff and be like, I know she reads this and I really didn't and they knew I didn't on the social media platform Instagram. Defendant says, I can neither admit nor deny because I cannot find supporting video to show whether I said this or not. For so many years, they would write stuff and they'd be like, I know she reads this and I really didn't. And they knew I didn't. Supplemental request for admission number 30. Admit or deny that on July 8th, 2021, you made the statement and now they barely write stuff because they know I'm watching on the social media platform Instagram. Defendant says, I can neither admit nor deny because I cannot find supporting video to show whether I said this or not. And now they barely write stuff because they know I'm watching. Supplemental request for admission number 31. Admit or deny that on July 8th, 2021, you made the statement. I have never in the nine years of being talked about on the internet on the social media platform platform Instagram. Defendant says, I can neither admit nor deny because I cannot find supporting video to show whether I said this or not. I've never in my life in nine years being talked about on the internet. Supplemental request for admission number 32. Admit or deny that on July 8th, 2021, you made the statement. Took me five seconds to figure out who it was after I read it. And now anybody I know knows exactly who it is on the social media platform Instagram. Defendant says, I can neither admit nor deny because I cannot find supporting video to show whether I said this or not. It took me five seconds to figure out who it was after I read it. Now anybody I know knows exactly who it is. Supplemental request for admission number 33. Admit or deny that on July 8th, 2021, you made the statement, I got screenshots for five years from that website on the social media platform Instagram. Defendant says, I can neither admit nor deny because I cannot find supporting video to show whether I said this or not. I got screenshots for five years from that website. Supplemental request for admission number 34. Admit or deny that on July 8th, 2021, you made the statement, I feel like there has to be a troll here. And there was. And I had no idea who it was. And then I hired them later. On the social media platform Instagram. Defendant says, I can neither admit nor deny because I cannot find supporting video to show whether I said this or not. I feel like there's got to be like a troll here and there was and I had no idea who it was and then I hired him later. Supplemental request for admission number 35. Admit or deny that on July 8th, 2021, you made the statement. It's not against the law to be a bully. It's not against the law to fixate on somebody and try to ruin their business on the social media platform Instagram. Defendant says, I can neither admit nor deny because I cannot find supporting video to show whether I said this or not. It's not against the law to be a bully. It's not against the law to like fixate on someone and try to ruin their business. Supplemental request for admission number 36. Admit or deny that on July 8th, 2021, you made the statement to make sure it doesn't happen to someone else because like I said, I wasn't the first on the social media platform Instagram. Defendant says, I can neither admit nor deny because I cannot find supporting video to show whether I said this or not. Just to make sure it doesn't happen to somebody else because like I said, I wasn't the first. Likely the reason the defendant could not find this supporting video evidence is because occasionally she would delete her live videos rather than save them. She would also go back sometimes and delete old posts and videos, which is a term called spoilation, which we've talked about in a prior episode. As this is a defamation case, none of the evidence in this case should have been deleted or archived, but clearly this was as she could not locate this video. Supplemental request for admission 38. Admit or deny that on July 17th, 2021, you made the statement one more time for the psychos in the back on the social media platform, Instagram, and Facebook. Defendant says, I can neither admit nor deny because I cannot find supporting video to show whether I said this or not. This actually was a libelous Instagram story, which is why there is no video. Supplemental request for admission number 39. Admit or deny that on July 20th, 2021, you made the statement. Oh, and an internet troll who has been harassing me forever, but makes new accounts 
once told me today that my house was trash on the social media platform Instagram. Defendant says I can neither admit nor deny because I cannot find supporting video to show whether I said this or not. This was once again a libelous post, which is why there is not video of this post. Supplemental request for admission number 41. Admit or deny that on July 21st, 2021, you made the statement. I can't wait until my troll gets online tonight and talks about my cookies on the social media platform Instagram. Defendant says I can neither admit nor deny because I cannot find supporting video to show whether I said this or not. Can't wait till my troll gets online tonight and talks about my cookies. Supplemental request for admission number 42. Admit or deny that on July 21st, 2021, you made the statement, crazy trolls, both of y'all, on the social media platform Instagram. Defendant says, I can neither admit nor deny because I cannot find supporting video to show whether I said this or not. <laughs> crazy. <laughs> trolls, both of y'all. Supplemental request for admission number 43. Admit or deny that on July 21st, 2021, you made the statement. I won't even delete this video. I'll leave it here for your enjoyment on the social media platform Instagram. Defendant says, I can neither admit nor deny because I cannot find supporting video to show whether I said this or not. I won't even delete this video. I'll leave it there for your enjoyment. Supplemental request for admission number 44. Admit or deny that on July 21st, 2021, you made the statement. I should not say dates on here anymore. I forgot. Freaking Looney Tunes on the social media platform Instagram. Defendant says, I can neither admit nor deny because I cannot find supporting video to show whether I said this or not. I should not say dates anymore on here. I forgot. Freaking Looney Tunes. This was another video that the defendant appeared to delete off of her social media, which is likely the reason why she could not find supporting video evidence of these statements, but she did make them. Supplemental request for admission number 45. Admit or deny that on July 25th, 2021, you made the statement, I was at least victim number two on the social media platform Instagram. Defendant says, I can neither admit nor deny because I cannot find supporting video to show whether I said this or not. This was another libelous post, which is why there is no video footage of that post. Supplemental request for admission number 46. Admit or deny that on July 26th, 2021, you made the statement, criminal profanity people on the social media platform Instagram. Defendant says, I can neither admit nor deny because I cannot find supporting video to show whether I said this or not. Criminal people. Ugh. Supplemental request for admission number 47. Admit or deny that on July 27th, 2021, you made the statement, I can't tell you exact locations because of Captain Crazy Profanity on the social media platform Instagram. Defendant says, I can neither admit nor deny because I cannot find supporting video to show whether I said this or not. Can't tell you exact locations because of Captain Crazy. Supplemental request for admission number 50. Admit or deny that on July 28, 2021, you made the statement, people who are serial extortionists like people who have done this to their previous employer on the social media platform Instagram. Defendant says, I can neither admit nor deny because I cannot find supporting video to show whether I said this or not. Serial extortionists where they've done this to their previous employers. Supplemental request for admission number 52. Admit or deny that on July 30th, 2021, you made the statement, we really shouldn't tell the internet since we know Captain Crazy Profanity are recording this right now on the social media platform Facebook. Defendant denied this statement. We really shouldn't tell the internet since we know Captain Crazy is recording this right now. I'm not sure why the defendant denied that statement. We did not ask about this in her deposition, but she clearly did say it in this video footage. Supplemental request for admission number 53. Admit or deny that on August 3rd, 2021, you made the statement, and that's why I never let the negative things people said, couple said, because everybody was so nice on the social media platform Instagram. Defendant denied making this statement. And that's why I never let the negative things people said, people, couple said, because everybody was so nice. 
Again, I'm not sure why the defendant denied making that statement because clearly she made it. Supplemental request for admission number 65. Admit or deny that on August 4th, 2021, you made the statement like the crystals, not the freaking Satan on the social media platform Instagram. Defendant says I can neither admit nor deny because I cannot find supporting video to show whether I said this or not. Like the crystals, not the freaking Satan. Supplemental request for admission number 66. Admit or deny that on August 4th, 2021, you made the statement, I had the freaking stalkers on the internet, on the social media platform Instagram. Defendant says, I can neither admit nor deny because I cannot find supporting video to show whether I said this or not. I have the freaking stalkers on the internet. Supplemental request for admission number 67. Admit or deny that on August 4th, 2021, you made the statement, How do you say on the internet that I didn't make it myself but y'all were here, on the social media platform Instagram? Instagram. Defendant says, I can neither admit nor deny because I cannot find supporting video to show whether I said this or not. How do you say on the internet that I didn't make it myself when you're literally here? Supplemental request for admission number 68. Admit or deny that on August 5th, 2021, you made the statement. Also, for the people who make fun of me on the internet, the two, Captain Crazy Profanity and her sidekick say I'm a horrible business owner and they were in charge of running my company last year and we lost $2 million on the social media platform Instagram. Defendant says I can neither admit nor deny because I cannot find supporting video to show whether I said this or not. Also, for the people who uh, who make fun of me on the internet, the two, um, they always talk about, you know, Captain Crazy Supplemental request for admission number 69. Admit or deny that on August 17th, 2021, you made the statement, some of the things I was going through like the stalker situation, but now he sees that exact word he has said repeated and it freaks him out on the social media platform Instagram. Defendant denied making this statement. Sometimes the things that I was going through with my like stalker situation but now that he sees exact words that he said repeated it freaks him out i'm not sure why the defendant denied making this statement perhaps she deleted this video but she did clearly make the statement Supplemental request for admission number 80. Admit or deny that on August 20th, 2021, you made the statement, but then when you know who it is, you find out and then you're like, then what you know in your head, who it is, hurts your feelings for sure, but then you really know who it is and it's the same people on the social media platforms, Instagram and Facebook and via your boutique's website. Defendant denied making this statement. But then when you, you know who it is and you find out and then you're like, then when you know in your head who it is, it hurts your feelings, for sure. But then when you really know who it is, and it's those same people. Once again, I'm not sure why the defendant denied making this statement, because clearly she did make that statement. Supplemental request for admission number 87. Admit or deny that on August 21st, 2021, you made the statement. Those educated decisions about his chemo instead of just guess for you guys to go talk about on the internet, on the social media platform Instagram. Defendant denied making this statement. Those educated decisions about his chemo, not just guess for you guys to go talk about on the internet. Once again, I'm not sure why the defendant denied making this statement, but she did clearly make that statement. Supplemental request for admission number 99. Admit or deny that on August 21st, 2021, you made the statement, I know I wasn't your first, but I certainly won't be your last on the social media platform Instagram. Defendant denied making this statement. I know I wasn't your first 
and I probably won't be your last. So I think the reason the defendant denied making this statement is because rather than certainly, she says probably. Supplemental request for admission number 106. Admit or deny that on August 24th, 2021, you made the statement. When they are in your business, they can instruct you down paths that you shouldn't go on on the social media platform Instagram. Defendant denied making the statement. Because when they're in your business, they can instruct you on paths to go on that you probably shouldn't. So the defendant perhaps denied this because the words are out of order in the statement, but she did make a statement saying that H&I were in her business guiding her on paths that she could not go on, but she did deny that statement. Around this time, my legal team also recapped all of the retraction letters and requests for admission and grouped the allegations that the defendant had made against me just in the retraction letters and requests for admission. So this did not include every single post, only the posts that were clearly defamatory. The defendant made the following allegations, that I was the devil, Lucifer, or the Antichrist 18 times, blaming me for involving or framing others 19 times, that I was a serial extortionist 23 times, that I was a criminal 26 times, that I tried to sabotage her life and business 30 times, that I was hacking her devices 49 times, that I was mentally ill in some capacity 52 times, that I had stalked her 53 times, and that I had fake accounts on hate blogs 216 times. On November the 1st of 2021, the defendant created yet another social media account this was a Facebook group only for the locals in the community. And the reason that I bring this up is because, once again, I live here. These are people in my community. So now she has made a specific page just for local people where she could go and spread her lies. Also on November the 1st of 2021, the defendant made another post about the FBI. Here she creates an Instagram story where she is showing her computer and she has a tab saved for FBI cyber crimes. And she says on the screen, if you are patient, you will find all the answers you need. The link to that FBI cyber crime goes to a page with the FBI that says, file a report with the Internet Crime Complaint Center. If you are the victim of online or internet-enabled crime, file a report with the Internet Crime Complaint Center as soon as possible. Crime reports are used for investigative and intelligence purposes. Rapid reporting can also help support the recovery of lost funds. And then it gives some more instructions. Then on November the 9th of 2021, the defendant's attorneys filed two subpoenas, one for Gomi and one for Reddit. The first subpoena is for Gomi and it reads, please take notice that this notice of subpoena requesting production from non-party is hereby filed pursuant to rule 205.3 of the Texas Rules of Civil Procedure. Defendants intend to serve the attached subpoena compelling production of documents or tangible evidence with in the possession, custody, or control of the Gomi Media LLC at least 10 days from the date of this notice. In the subpoena, it lists RFP, which stands for Request for Production Number 1, produce the IP addresses and any available identifying information for all of the following users. Then they list out 103 usernames from the Gomi website, seemingly that the defendant is alleging that I am the owner of these usernames. The usernames are Alice, Anchor Baby's Dead Gaze, Just Why, Blonde Ambition, 
Fame Ho, Snarkles, Swingin' 60s Cougar Cruise, Claire Underwood, Baroness of Ham, My Mom's Plastic Table, Sucking the Sad Teat of Thirsty Internet Fame, Avenging Animal, Annette, Not a Unicorn, Tits and Teeth, Moistened Chair, Working on My Profanity Groove, Undercover Drumstick Lover, Aged Bloated Member of the Lollipop Guild, Histrionic, Rage Headaches, Discount Doorknobs, Geriatric, Caillou, Yolissa, All About Them Clicks, Anusha, Lucy Goosey Apple Juicy, Socks for Africa, Defendant You Rotten Potato Head, Snark Queen, Dilly Snark, Chocolate Covered Profanity Show, Snark Bait, Not Your Average House Skank, Disco Lumberjack, Garage Gym Goddess, Primary Conclusion, Cats and Snark, Doctor of Chewing, Over Puckered Pie Hole, Morticia Markle, Lady McThirst, Coffee is Life, Suedo, Woke Duchess of Ghosting, Gigi, Your Mom Called, Shut In with Wi-Fi, Fat Nana's Turkey Waddle, Saint, slang name for the defendant of the trailer park, Defendant's Goiter, Elizabeth Trashley, Billabong Fancy, Small Mickey, Texas Forever 76, Big Mamacita, Groupon Lips, Reality G, She Can't Be Serious, Knitting a Beige Wet Blanket, Butterface Beverlyn, Time Off for Talent, Suedo Cabo Vacation, Narcissistic Personality Disorder, I Like to Meow, Sunshine and Rainbows, Amazon Panties, Wear Giovanni, Kaka La Pew, Hot Mess Express, Tie-Dye Tiger Queen, Oklahoma, Circle Back Girl, Hey Home Skillet, Coco and Chanel, Blogger Divorce Wave 2020, H's Mom. By the way, that was not actually H's Mom. That is just a username that somebody created based on this entire situation. XO1234XO. Nothing to see here. Miss Thang. Legal Beagle. Yeah, right, Becky. Sloppy Nordstrom Seconds. Marty B. Defendants use Escalade. Hashtag Free David. Broken Chicken Breast Heart. Gypsy Camelot. Granny Shortstack. Bland Banana No Nuts. Manifesting Man Child. It ain't slander if it isn't true. Get me out of here 39. OMG, y'all. One more time. Just Brandy's fart. Equate brand custom built homes. Quotes from the RTC pleather pleasure couch. Give me a break. Miss Piggy. Fillers and filters. Catherine Taylor. Lindsay Doperak. Also on November the 9th, the defendant filed a subpoena for Reddit that states, Please take notice that this notice of subpoena requesting production from non-party is hereby filed pursuant to Rule 205.3 of the Texas Rules of Civil Procedure. Defendants intend to serve the attached subpoena compelling production of documents or tangible evidence within the possession, custody, or control of the Reddit, Inc. at least 10 days from the date of this notice. In this subpoena, RFP number one says, please produce IP addresses associated with the following usernames, also email addresses associated with the following usernames, and any comments made on the subreddit are blogsnark uncensored by the following user accounts. And the user accounts are the same for each of these requests for production. CC1, make a new username, Gree Picurian, Cat Lady Bag Lady, Law School Lorax, Dependent Appeal 1205, Snarkity Snark 01 to Elan Gale, the notorious KG. So for the Reddit subpoena, there are only nine usernames that are listed in the subpoena. However, on the public subreddit for the defendant, there are over 1,000 users in that subreddit. 
I had discussed with my attorneys that I would like to subpoena Gomi and Reddit to try and prove that I didn't have any usernames on either one of those. I was willing to give up my IP address, my emails. And so around this time, I sent my attorneys every single email address I could ever remember having. I'm talking Hotmail. Also, once upon a time, I sold Mary Kay. I included that email address. I included every professional email address that I had ever had. Every single email address that I I could think of, I sent to my attorneys and said, make a subpoena and say, are there any usernames on either Gomi or Reddit associated with these IP addresses or these email addresses? Because the defendant served a subpoena for Gomi and Reddit, we did not end up creating a subpoena for that. Things start to get a little strange during the month of November. And on November the 11th, the defendant made the following Instagram story. But you have to stick up for yourself. And for the last year, I just didn't. I just cried and I was sad and I was heartbroken. And I saw a million and 50 things. Like I saw it, saw it this time. Not even just like I thought it and then maybe, but like I saw all these things. And I, instead of like facing them, which I feel like most people would think I would do because I don't feel like I'm like, look like I'm a chump, but I don't know. When it comes to some people, you just overlook stuff, you know? Y'all, we're gonna be okay. Oh my God, were you scared for a minute? I was too, only sometimes. And I don't even care if old crazy gets joy out of this. That's a, it's going to get crazier than it is right now. I'm just telling you. Maybe not for like 50 people who have to hear about it on a daily basis because that's what it took. It took a village of people screaming in my face, wake up crazy. You're not crazy. It really is happening. This is freaking nuts. And you hear it a hundred times and you just look for that last person. Just I need one more person to tell me that this is normal, that this is how it's supposed to be or what you knew. So the best part of all this I've always said were the lessons that I've learned about me and my business, my lack of boundaries. I learned that you do not have to just dole out trust to people. They can earn it first. But I've also learned how important it is that, side so note, I just looked at the thing and I know my favorite little troll loves to say that I um, always come up with some kind of crazy around box day, but I gotta tell you, just like I didn't make the ink list with you, I can sell boxes without your drama too, sweetheart. So in this clip, the defendant is very upset and she is continuing her narrative about fighting back. But she also says, we're going to be okay. And she's crying and she's saying that if someone is telling you you're crazy, but you knew and she's very vague. And honestly, at this point, I'm truly not sure what she is talking about, but she's definitely looping in the false and defamatory narrative about me because she says my favorite little internet troll likes to say that I create drama around box day, but I didn't make the ink list with you and I can sell boxes without your drama. And a couple days prior to her making this video, my legal team actually captured a post that was on Gomi from the username Lucy Goosey Apple Juicy. And it says, Defendant's husband was in her IG video last night, although neither of them seemed super happy. Isn't box day coming up? She probably just needs some sad posts for sympathy purchases. This was posted on GoMe on November the 10th of 2021. Then on November 11th of 2021, the defendant makes the following Facebook post. Don't get it confused. I was built for this profanity. All of it. I just have to remind myself sometimes. LFG hashtag truth teller. One of her 
followers comments and says, amen. I was literally just praying and God was like, you should share an opinion you have of defendant with her just a little more often. And then I finally get a chance to scroll for a minute today. And here's this post because I'm always so worried about being that fangirl, but girl, you are tough as profanity. And there are so many of us who are tougher in our days because of you. Not that the weight or burden should or does fall on you. Just know that when you can be that strong person, you make others stronger and praise God for you. So she didn't really say much in this post, but her followers know the narrative by now and comment accordingly. Then on November the 12th of 2021, the defendant had a live sale. Oh, Jelly Halter Top, there you are again. This should be fun. Glad you're here on time. <laughs> What's your family think? So here the defendant is addressing someone who has joined the video with a username Jelly Haltertop and is implying that that person is me. I am not Jelly Haltertop, but it was yet another username that logged in was saying some things that were unfavorable and therefore the defendant implied that it was me because her false and defamatory narrative is that I am every person on the internet who says something negative about her or to her because no one is mean to her in real life. The defendant's deposition had been rescheduled for a fourth time. This time, it was supposed to be on November the 16th of 2021. However, the day prior to the defendant's fourth scheduled deposition, my attorney called and let me know that the defendant had fired her attorney. We could have gone ahead and had the deposition the following day. However, there would have been some legal issues that could have stemmed from that. So because she was without counsel or was changing counsel, we opted to move the deposition once again. I was very angry and upset because it was becoming crystal clear that the defendant was going to use whatever she had at her disposal to create and cause legal delay after legal delay. This had already happened multiple times. And by this time, not only had her depositions been rescheduled, but every single time we would have to reschedule her deposition, we would also have to reschedule my deposition and H's deposition. Every single time those depositions were scheduled, I would have to request off. Please recall, I am a teacher. I cannot just take a day off. I have to put in a request five days prior to the day that I want to be taken off. It has to be approved by an administrator. And then I have to submit for a guest educator to come in my place. And all of that correspondence goes through not just my direct administrator, but multiple administrators. So every single time this would happen, I would have to request for the three dates of the deposition plus a date for me to prep with my attorney, which is very customary when you are going to give a deposition. And every single time she delayed it, I would have to cancel those requests. Professionally, that is very, very humiliating for me. I am someone who keeps my word. If I say that I'm going to do something, I do it. If I say that I'm not going to do it, I don't do it. And so to have to keep doing this over and over again and request and go through all of the approvals to get these days off and then have to turn around and say, just kidding, not really, was very embarrassing. I also didn't want to have to drag my employer into this. They didn't know at this point what all was going on. All they knew is I'm a new teacher to the district, to the school, and I am constantly having to request for four days off and then cancel them and reschedule them. And it was very, very frustrating. 
Also, because we were so close to the trial date, the trial was supposed to be in January, which would have just been in two months from the point in time that we are looking at now. My attorneys also let me know that we were also likely going to need to reschedule the trial. And I was devastated. From the beginning, I contacted my attorney and I just wanted this to stop. And so my attorney said, let's file the lawsuit. Well, that didn't stop it. So now my only hope is to go through the legal process and hopefully get a verdict in my favor, and perhaps that will stop it. Well, now any hopes of that just keep being pushed off and pushed off and pushed off. In one earlier clip, the defendant talked about how she was watching a podcast or an audible book or listening to something about how these people referring to narcissists keep moving the goalpost. And that video was frustrating for me because that's what she was doing. And so once again, the goalpost is moved. The next date that we had available for a deposition was my deposition on December the 2nd. However, my attorneys deemed that that was still not enough time for the defendant's new counsel to get fully up to speed and that might cause some issues later if we were to take her deposition. So at this point, it is around the holidays and my attorneys are just telling me, we don't know. When the depositions are going to be, we just know that they're not going to be right now. And that was devastating. At some point during this time, we did reschedule the depositions once again. And the next scheduled deposition date for the defendant was on February the 15th of 2022. Since the defendant had fired her attorney, that attorney had to file a motion to withdraw as counsel. And that has to be either agreed upon or the judge has to grant it or someone else has to be willing to substitute as counsel. And that did happen. There was another attorney that the defendant had retained to replace her current attorney. That attorney also happened to be the attorney that she used to file for divorce back in March of 2021. So on November the 22nd of 2021, the defendant's divorce attorney filed appearance of counsel to replace the attorney that she had fired. And also on November 22nd of 2021, and I want to be very sensitive to this, but it is relevant. The defendant's husband filed a counter petition in the divorce. So the defendant had filed back in March, but they appeared to try to reconcile. But at this point, her husband filed a counterclaim for divorce. So it appeared that the divorce was going to proceed. On November 23rd, the judge signed the order granting the motion to withdraw as counsel and therefore replacing the defendant's counsel with her divorce attorney. And also on November 23rd, the defendant was served with her sixth retraction letter. This retraction letter encompassed 10 posts and 22 statements. Because the defendant had a new attorney, this retraction letter was addressed to the new attorney. So in their very first days of representing her, they were served with the sixth retraction letter for the defendant to retract these statements. Then on December the 6th of 2021, the defendant made the following post. This was an Instagram post and it says, I never really talked about my birthday. I didn't talk about a lot of things I wanted to talk about. I didn't share a lot of events I put on because I was scared, terrified. I didn't even know why. I just knew something wasn't right because I yearned for privacy and had no idea it was leaking out of my own doors. I almost didn't have a birthday party. I wanted one in my new home so pretty, but it wasn't the same as before. It never would be. And it took me a long time to accept that. Hashtag rescue stories. 
hashtag defendants confess sesh, which was a hashtag that she used frequently. The comments on this post include someone who commented and said, the mental warfare they put you through should be criminal. Happy birthday. If it's not today, it's not happy birthday. Sorry, we missed it. Another comment says, girl, are you writing a book or making a movie? Because I'm so ready to hear this bad boy. I'm invested at this point. And if you're not, you should. Spoiler alert. In most movies and books, the good guys always win. And you got God on your side. So I can't wait to see slash hear about your victory. Remember, the devil may win small battles, but God always wins the victories. You're doing amazing. Then on December the 8th, the defendant makes another Instagram post that says, I haven't decorated my tree and only one person on the planet has asked me why. Yet I feel the need to explain and I don't know why. Maybe to reassure you or to make you understand, even though I know you know why. Maybe just to justify or rationalize it to myself, IDK, but here's some of why. My dad is dead, never coming back, not in the other room like he has been the last 11 years. Not right down the hall where I can go lay on his bed and complain about my first world problems while he tells me to be quiet during our 6,468th viewing of Bloodsport. He is gone. I am very sad still. Maybe more now than I was because I've slowed my life down enough to feel things now. IDK if I'll get over that, but I've most definitely not processed it. Watching a silly TV show is helping me process it, and I know how ridiculous that sounds. I do. I'm being sued by my former BFF, who I've never been mad at, for telling you what happened for a million dollars. While my dad was dying, and still now because I didn't defend myself for a whole year because I was focused on keeping my dad alive and then waiting in it after I couldn't. And I hate fighting and conflict and lawyers, but I will not lay down and take it or stay sad. I had to start my business over almost from scratch, literally. I'm in a rough season of my marriage. That's probably the hardest of them all, yet I'm thankful to even feel that way. But I'm still breathing. I still get another chance to use the gifts God gave me to serve you. And I haven't served anyone in a very long time. I don't want to live like that anymore, so every day it's a struggle, a freaking decathlon actually. But my desire to get back to the happy girl who serves others with my spiritual gifts that I didn't even know I had outweighs every single circumstance I'm finding myself in. And so for that, I'm so thankful, so hopeful, and still willing. So she is explaining to her followers why she has not decorated her tree yet. The prior year, the defendant had pretty publicly made posts about the vast number of trees that she had in her home. Alice Wright from Gummy Blog actually wrote an article about that. And so it was known that the defendant enjoyed decorating those trees. And so here she's addressing why she hasn't going into her same false and defamatory narrative about myself and H, who she refers to as her former former BFF who is suing her for a million dollars. One of the comments on this post says, praying for you and your heart. God has a plan and you might not know what it is now, but he's using you for his good. Keep smiling even through the tears. I hope you win your case. Praying for that too. Hugs. So her followers know. They are well conditioned now. They know exactly what's going on, whether she talks about it or whether she doesn't. And she did say it in this post that she is being sued and this follower is wishing her well and hoping that she wins her case. Then on December 22nd of 2021, the defendant makes an Instagram story. Okay, I'm literally just recording this so that I can remember today. the most wild day of my entire life nothing that's ever happened to me in my entire life has topped this day so far and probably won't and thank god for that but i'm safe and my son is safe and thank god because oh just know that god is good and he protects his people 
Oh, that is so true. Oh my God. Okay, here's the deal. Here's what I can say. If ever in your life you feel like something doesn't feel right and that feeling in your gut, that is not just like a feeling, okay? If you're talking to someone and they tell you, no, 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 you're just crazy, that's not what it is. Do not ask that person if you are crazy again. Go ask someone else. And when the when every single person in the room tells you you're not crazy, don't just lay down and take it. You could literally let your whole life go. You could ruin your entire life. Literally, I cannot even explain to you. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. Oh, my God. Just know you have to listen to your gut, that feeling, and it is the most rewarding. The best thing that has come out of every single bad thing that has happened to me for the last two years straight is the that I know hands down what that feeling is like when I know I am not wrong. And by God, did I prove it. So here, this is another very vague post, but she seems to be talking about her false and defamatory narrative with me, talking about not laying down and taking it, talking about how if you ask someone if you're crazy and they say yes, you need to go ask someone else. But I'm still not at this point in the timeline completely sure of what she's talking about. Then on December 28th, 2021, the defendant makes the following Facebook post. The Apple guy referred to photos in your phone as a Thanksgiving turkey. You think it's just turkey, but there's so much more inside. Ha ha ha, I about died. Tier three humor, he called it. I think when you get to that level of support with Apple, you typically have to find the humor where you can. I'm sure thankful for it too. He said each photo on our phones contains bits of extra information you cannot see upon initial inspection. The same with our devices, from the cell towers they ping off to the locations that track them from places as inconspicuous as YouTube or even Google's Find My Device feature. Did you know that exists? Each photo tells a story in its metadata. He even said that you can connect information from two different devices to see where the phone was powered up, charged, and or every swipe made and if it was near the other device. It's wild, but also kind of crazy because I would have never guessed that things are so traceable without even powering on an iPhone. Also, if you have one iCloud signed in two devices, even if only under iMessaging, the device will still ping the last known location, even if Find My iPhone is disabled or you are disabling it. The location pings and saves. And they send a notification to your other signed-in device to let you know. Thank you for that. Lastly, he said your phone settings default to not allow apps to track, but that many people are used to hitting allow to move forward with whatever they're doing, so they click it. He said many people also have the option to remove it grayed out for a few different reasons. I was the allow hitter, ha ha ha. And tracking can mean both location and usage, and you don't need to have any data connection or even have the battery charged to track it with several mapping tools. That was the wildest part. You just have to find the right tool or support tier. Ha ha ha, kinda crazy, right? The more you know. Hashtag all of them. So this is another sort of a post where she, I think, is trying to sound ominous because she's talking about a lot of technical data. This is furthering the hacking narrative, and she's making it sound like that she has gotten this wealth of information. Once again, I was never, ever, ever, ever concerned about anything tracing back to me because these are all made up lies. However, 
this hacking narrative and this Apple support person and all of these words that she's trying to use make her story seem more credible to her followers and they believe her. Then on December 31st of 2021, the defendant makes the following Instagram post. Good riddance to 2021 and the psychos it introduced me to. Oh, the correct term is sociopath. My son taught me what that word meant. But those two. It was by far the worst year of my life and I pray no one ever experiences a fraction of what I went through. I pray healing, vindication, and restoration in 2022. One of the biggest things that's gotten me through this is knowing that one day this mess will be a message for somebody else who feels like they're at the end of their rope. Someone who keeps being told they are crazy because they are realizing the reality that they are in. Someone who knows the truth but is told it's a lie. Someone who is imperfect but still sees the potential for better in herself and everyone else. Someone who is losing hope but hanging tight. I want to be the example for them that there are better days ahead even when you literally cannot see them because me too, girl. I know it won't be a walk in the park, but I pray that each stressful situation gets me closer to being the girl I used to be. Happy, optimistic, and encouraging. And I hope a few people get the retribution they deserve in whatever way it's felt. Hashtag criminals. One of the followers comments on this post, praying 2022 is the end of the sociopaths and they face their consequences. Also, she posted this on multiple forums, including on her business page. And the total followers on the three social media accounts that she shared this on total over 97,000 followers. The defendant did go back later and delete the word hashtag criminals. Once again, in this defamation case, if you change anything about what what you have stated, it can be an implied admission of guilt. So the defendant would often delete or archive her posts, or in this instance, she just deleted the word hashtag criminals. Also on December 31st of 2021, the defendant makes the following Instagram post. This is a picture of the defendant. And in the picture, there is a TV laying on its face. And next to it is a white handbag. And the caption says, if you know, you know. Thank you, Jesus, for these little victories. We had no idea at the time what any of this meant, but some of the details would reveal themselves in the coming days. Also on December 31st of 2021, the defendant made a Facebook post that says, I just spent several hours with the internet security analysts and two digital forensic experts, and they said to let everyone know if you have signed into any accounts on my Wi-Fi at my house, you should probably change your password. So if you've ever connected your device to my Wi-Fi and logged into any of your own accounts for anything, your data likely has been compromised. If you feel like you have experienced any kind of technical breach, please let me know. If anything looks weird or if things were just not lining up, please let me know and I apologize in advance. Also, it is a federal crime to hack into someone else's device and mama ain't playing no more. Here's the legal jargon so you can ask whoever you listen to. And she puts a link to Penal Code Chapter 33 Computer Crimes. Some of the comments on this post are as follows. Wow, I was never tech savvy enough to ask to log into your Wi-Fi, LOL. Keep digging, gal. The truth and the hard evidence is out there. Defendant responds to that commenter and says, hard evidence. Gotta get that hard evidence. Another follower says, this just keeps getting wilder and wilder. Another follower, holy profanity. So sorry you have to go through all of this. Another follower, praying for you, girl. I can't even imagine having to go through all you're dealing with. Another follower, I obviously haven't stayed on top of what all has happened other than I know that you've been terrorized by people you trusted. I'm truly sorry. You're a brilliant girl, so I'm not at all surprised you figured it out. It was only a matter of time and the way they underestimated you. I'm wishing you the best in 2022. 
and that you can begin to fully heal from the weight you've been carrying. You're such a good person who doesn't deserve a bit of this. Always remember there are so many more of us who love you and would never want to inflict pain on you or see you in pain. They don't deserve you or your tears. Love you and I'm keeping you in my thoughts and prayers as you push through all of this. Another follower says, just adding to their criminal record. Yikes. Another follower says, keep digging and they will bury themselves. Then another follower responds and says, first off, you were never stupid. The defendant responds and says, I'm not going to lie. It's starting to make me literally feel better just because I figured out so much on my own. And then you ask an expert and they say you're right. Like that feeling in your gut when you knew it's priceless to know what that feels like. I don't even know how you all tolerated me for so long when it was this obvious and I was so stupid. So as this is going on, once again, I have no idea what is really happening, but the defendant is using a common intimidation tactic where she is throwing around words and technical information and saying that she has spoken to technical people and it's confirmed what she already knew. And I knew that none of that was true because I knew that I hadn't done any of these things that she had alleged. So these intimidation tactics were not going to work on me. But at this point, it was also really confusing because she started to kind of be very vague and she hadn't really revisited this hacking narrative in a while, but now all of a sudden it was really relevant and she's got a picture of a TV and she's making all of these vague comments and it really just wasn't very clear what was happening until January the 5th of 2022. On January the 5th of 2022, a user on Reddit got access to some legal documents in the defendant's divorce. Again, I want to be very, very sensitive to this situation because in no way do I want to broadcast the domestic issues that anybody would be facing. I only really want to focus on the parts that are relevant to my case. However, at this time, there appeared to be a series of events that that really seems to complicate the divorce. This series of events and this series of documents that I'm about to read, I'm only reading because it started to overlap with what the defendant had been alleging about me at this point now for a little over a year. The following post was made on Reddit in a public forum by a user who I do not know and I've never had communication with. This post was a legal affidavit filed by the defendant's husband. And in this legal document, I'm not going to read it in its entirety, but essentially the defendant was exhibiting some very erratic behavior and her husband was very concerned. The husband said in his affidavit, defendant's recent erratic behavior is significantly impairing the child's physical health and emotional development and threatens to damage or dissipate property of the properties as further stated herein. And he goes on to say, on January the 2nd of 2022, when I returned to the residence, defendant stated that she had 15 people inside the residence and a U-Haul truck parked out front and had called the Bartonville Police Department together with the Denton County Sheriff's Office. This is a pattern of behavior that the defendant has seemed to have a theory or an issue and called the Bartonville Police Department to her home and had also called the Denton County Sheriff's Office. The defendant did this in the early days of her false and defamatory narrative about me. So this seems to just be sort of her go-to whenever she is having an issue to try and get the police involved. 
On January the 7th, they posted again with additional legal documentation. This was an affidavit, again, from the defendant's husband. And in this affidavit, he revealed some more sort of disturbing behavior that the defendant had ransacked the marital home and had absconded with their child. So something is clearly going on in this situation that is causing the situation to escalate. Also on January the 7th of 2022, another legal document was posted on the public Reddit forum. And this one was an affidavit from the defendant herself. And I am going to read this and you'll notice that some of what she is saying overlaps with the allegations that she has made about me in my case. The defendant gives her full legal name and says, I'm above the age of 18 years and I'm fully competent to make this affidavit. The facts stated in this affidavit are within my personal knowledge and are true and correct. I am the petitioner in this case. The respondent is defendant's husband. I was married to defendant's husband on the date they got married. I filed for divorce on March 26th of 2021. Defendant's husband was employed by a company as a senior software engineer for almost 10 years. Defendant's husband is now employed by new company as a software engineer. Defendant's husband knows how to build applications and programs from scratch. He has talked about it many times on social media. He has also built many applications, processes, and programs for my business in 2013. 13 to 2016 on the open source platform Magento. Defendant's husband has bragged to me thousands of times that he can hack into anything. He used to hack into Linux servers and bragged to me that Linux servers are the most secure servers on the internet. I have heard husband tell our son how he can hack even the most secure devices. Husband had top secret security clearance at his job at company, which he said got him access to things that regular civilians could not access. Husband uses an account on a program called Hacker Rank, where users practice recoding software in order to hack into devices. It gives you challenges that test your ability to hack different programs and devices. We are being billed $224 per month by Refog Keylogger. This is a program that logs all of a user's phone and PC keystrokes. I tried to cancel the service, but they told me that husband verified that it was a correct charge. I want to pause here and play a clip from a video where the defendant has previously talked about having keyloggers and makes an inference that they had gotten some reports back and that it showed some incriminating activity that I had committed. Oh my god. And with the keylogger, you really see all things. Y'all know what a keylogger is? We just got our keylogger reports back. And if you don't know what a keylogger is, it's like, first of all, thank you, Jesus, for that. Solid one right there. But second of all, a keylogger tells you every single button that was ever pressed on a computer. And let me tell ya. Oh my god. Oh mama. Sometimes we get thrown bones or blessings in the form of Weird technology, and that was one of them. I was like, literally fell asleep as I was reading all the key log, all the log information. I was just like, oh my gosh. So in this video clip, and this was, I believe, in March of 2021, the defendant is talking about their keylogger accounts. And it's very clear that she knows that they have keylogger accounts. She's insinuating that they have gotten a report and have found something. And so here in this affidavit, she is acting like, that they are paying for this keylogger service and she has no idea what it's for, but that her husband has said that it's a valid charge, making it sound like there's something nefarious going on when clearly she knows that they have keylogger services and has made a video about that before. Her affidavit goes on to say, 
Husband uses a program called HomePass with Samsung SmartThings that tells him all of the login information and MAC address and IP address information about any devices that has ever signed into our home Wi-Fi system. On November 4th, 2021, husband executed a previously never opened app called Your Phone on my home office PC. He was logged into my Microsoft account when I walked into his office that same day and he immediately hid his phone from me when I asked what he was doing. My Linux and Mac computer have synced to husband's defunct and suspended email address. And I believe husband is the reason behind that syncing. Google Suite admins verified the recent syncs. Our house is surrounded by ring cameras that are motion censored. Husband makes up reasons to go to the house to trigger the ring cameras, thus turning them on and then hacks into the cameras to spy on us using his command prompt screen that is widely used by hackers. One thing that I want to point out here is you don't have to trigger a ring camera. If you are the owner of the ring camera account, you can just log into your app and tap live and it can show you what is going on on that camera. So I'm not really sure what she is referring to here about that. She goes on to say, when husband hacks into the ring cameras, I believe he deletes footage from the cameras that he otherwise would not have access to without hacking. In November 2021, husband came to the front door and set my laptop on top of a vase out of sight of the ring camera that fell and shattered into several pieces. I believe he did this to delete information on the laptop that was shattered. I believe husband is saving all of my passwords to his Gmail account and he updates this password list as quickly as I can change the passwords. The account is is named, she gives her account name, with my profile picture, but the email address is connected to husband's email address. In November 2021, my other cell phone was removed from my closet. When the phone reappears a few days later in a handbag that is moved in the closet, the security camera footage that would show someone picking up that bag was deleted from the ring camera footage. In December 2021, husband told me that he was going out of town, but I do not know where he went. I told him that my phone was missing, but could ping even when it's not logged into iCloud. After the phone disappeared, I received a notification that someone was turning off Find My iPhone on that phone. Knowing I was searching for that phone, husband disconnected service for this phone the next day. Husband had been asking me about our text messages that were from that phone the week prior. I have had that phone for years and never updated it as to always preserve the 155,000 photos and years of text threads on it. Husband says that he needs Wi-Fi in the home, but his office downstairs has a direct Ethernet line with at least 500 download speeds. It is my belief that husband prefers to use Wi-Fi because that allows him to hack into my devices and delete valuable information. Instead, he unexplainably locks himself in a guest room upstairs saying that he gets better cell service yet runs a pink cord of Ethernet from the hallway into that room. Therefore, he does not need Wi-Fi or even a hotspot as he has access to the internet via the Ethernet cord. A security company confirmed that not only was he locked in after he said he was not. There was another person listed as the owner of three devices that are connected to our living room television, bedroom television, and closet hub. He told me that the devices were probably old and had not had their device name updated, so I powered on the television to show him that the television would sync to our SmartThings account immediately, and it did. Since the television synced, the devices on the SmartThings hub owned by another person have access to our network, and since husband is the only person who can grant this access, I believe he has granted access to our network, but tells me he did not. Husband and I discussed getting the house swept for bugs, parentheses, listening devices, as it was recommended by the police. And initially he was adamant that I should not do that. He said he would check for them. Eventually when exact details in our home were being shared online and I was not speaking to anyone or filming even exact details about this divorce, he told my counselor and my brother that he 
would allow it. I tried to set up the service and once again, he was adamant that he would not allow it. The day after my assistant and I were discussing just getting the house swept while he went to the deer lease, I hear him tinkering in my air vent in my closet and I record myself talking to him in my closet where he says he is winterizing the pipes on an 80 degree day. I went to the attic and found holes cut with fresh sawdust and electrical wiring leading into the air conditioning vents. The air conditioning mechanic has not performed any work there. Husband has a friend who owns an air conditioning company. The person came to our warehouse and did a substantial amount of electrical work but did not charge us for any of the work done nor call and tell me he is coming or going as he usually does. I believe this person is assisting husband with installing and removing the bugs in our house and our warehouse. Text messages, pictures, videos, and voice recordings get deleted from my phones on a daily basis, and I'm not the person deleting them. So there's a lot in this affidavit. There's a lot of allegations about the husband hacking security footage from ring cameras. There is a lot in this affidavit accusing the husband of hacking into the defendant's phone and deleting things from the phone. This is now a year and some months after I had resigned and after H was gone. So the same hacking allegations that she had accused myself and H of, now she is accusing her husband. She also references that details from their own home were being shared online and she wasn't filming. As we've previously seen, there are a lot of things that are public record that have been shared about the defendant online, things that I didn't even know were public record. And I'm assuming that the defendant also did not know that those things were public record. And so she is furthering this narrative that there's this confidential information being shared when likely whatever was shared is either speculation or public record or information came from the defendant's own mouth. Because we've also seen before that she will say something online and then say that she never said that. She talks about getting the house swept for bugs, which is something that she has said a lot and says that her husband was on board and then he wasn't. So she is trying to make it sound like her husband is doing these nefarious things and all of this hacking and doesn't want the house swept for bugs. And she's accusing her husband of the same things that she has accused H&I of. The defendant also claimed in an affidavit that she didn't feel safe in her own home. And so she had posted some things in this Instagram story about how they're safe. She had posted a picture of this TV, which is somewhat explained in this affidavit that the TVs were connecting to some smart hub. And so the vague posts that she had been making are seemingly a little bit explained by the information in these affidavits, but it's still all very confusing and it's still all very far-fetched and almost sounds like a little bit of a conspiracy theory. There really isn't a reason why the husband would be doing any of this. There also was never a reason that HRI would be doing any of this. And there's just a lot of detail being shared in these documents that sounds like it is meaningful, but it honestly just makes everything more confusing. I'm not really sure what transpired there. And frankly, it's none of my business other than the fact that she is accusing her husband of hacking. She has accused me of hacking. She has made some vague Instagram stories referencing hacking and also her troll. So at this point in time, everything is very confusing and it is very convoluted. I am not entirely sure at this point in the timeline what really is happening. However, I can tell you that the story just gets wilder and wilder. And in the coming weeks and months, the defendant's next chapter of this false and defamatory narrative would be revealed. And if I hadn't lived it, I'm not sure that I would believe it myself.
next time on False and Defamatory. Since the beginning, my attorney had just told me, we just need to file a lawsuit that will stop it. It hasn't stopped it. So this nightmare has now continued. Like I never commented on like a forum. I never commented. I never have like logged in and said something mean about somebody else. Literally in my entire life, but that's okay, guys. Can I make a sweater that says I may be going to hell, but you're going to prison? That's what I wanted to say. I'm not going to hell either. I'm going to heaven. As for anybody going to prison, we shall see. I don't know. Are you going to prison? The narrative is so similar with the getting the police involved and going to prison. Was this deeper than just the two crazy girls? Oh my God, like core to the earth deeper. So the trolls knew because the trolls had inside information. You guys know like the last two years, I've barely posted like I usually do. Because I've told y'all so much for so long, like it's a record of all the things that I've said, right? I love to talk to y'all so everybody hears everything. 100 stories times 15 seconds. Somebody do the math for me. How many minutes is that? 25 minutes, right? Plus a live video here and there. She hasn't stopped getting on the internet and talking about all of this since she started. Also want you to know we're cheering you on. You have an army of ladies who love you. And that's so important. She often calls her followers her internet army and is very emboldened by the fact that she has so much support. I will literally not quit. I don't care if I go flat broke. I don't care if I lose everything. I don't care if I'm telling the truth and I'm gonna fight till the end. And so here I am and it was worth it. Her statements have already been proven to be false and defamatory. And so it'd be very unwise for anyone else to try and allow her a voice on their platform because they can also be held legally accountable for that. I would love if everybody could just walk into a room and everybody just has to tell the truth. That's the only thing you're allowed to do, which you'd think it happened at court, but that is definitely not what happens. We've been trying to get her to do that for some time now, and she keeps delaying it. This is the fifth time that her deposition has been scheduled. Where will I be tomorrow? Oh, I wish I could tell you. Mm, in hell, literal hell. I have prepared for this like no one's business. Even my attorney was like, holy cow, we do not need to prep you at all. The defendant's deposition will be taken on February the 15th of 2022. The False and Defamatory podcast is hosted, edited, and produced by me, Crystal Wrighton, with music by Harry B. Ragsdale, who also serves as my audio engineer. First and foremost, I would like to thank my guests who generously shared their time and insight with us. I would also like to thank my husband, my mom, my children, my therapist, my attorneys, and trusted friends who walked with me through this process and made this podcast possible. Being able to finally speak the truth is incredibly healing, and I appreciate you listening more than I could accurately express. If you would like to continue receiving my latest episodes and stay up to date with my content, please subscribe to the False and Defamatory podcast on your preferred podcast platform and follow False and Defamatory on social media with the handle at False and Defamatory. Links to False and Defamatory social media, as well as my blog, can be found in the episode notes and on falseanddefamatory.com. Listening to the False and Defamatory podcast is free on most platforms. However, if you prefer a video podcast or would like to see the documents 
discussed in the podcast shown on screen, you can subscribe to my Patreon, where you will enjoy these benefits as well as early access, bonus content, and ad-free listening. The defendant spread her false and defamatory claims to hundreds of thousands of followers for more than two years. My goal is to share the truth so it can reach each person who heard her lies. By sharing this podcast, you can help me achieve that goal. Your support means everything to me and helps me reach a wider audience. So please hit that subscribe button and share this podcast with those you think would benefit from it. Thank you again for sharing and for listening. All social media posts referenced in this podcast were included in the evidence in case number 096-321-678-20 in the 96th District Court of Tarrant County, Texas, where the jury unanimously ruled in my favor on August 24, 2022. The views expressed by guests are their own, and their appearance on the False and Defamatory podcast does not imply an endorsement of them or any entity they represent. Views and opinions expressed by the guests are those of the guests and do not necessarily reflect the view of the False and Defamatory podcast or Crystal Wrighton. Please do not make any attempts to reach out to the defendant or her followers. Names have been redacted to protect the privacy of the defendant and her army of followers who commented on her public posts. The unanimous jury verdict has not only only provided me with justice, but also allows me to share my story. The purpose of this podcast is to share the truth and to provide educational content regarding defamation and social media. If you have any questions about this or to view the documents discussed in this episode, please visit falseanddefamatory.com.